this week on More Than Just a Trophy Wife. Until the day we take our last breath, we are a work in progress. And so what I did years ago, I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to be me, flaws and all. I could go on and say something one day on YouTube and no matter what you do, you're going to please half the people and you're going to piss off the other half. Hey, it's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Hope you have been having the most amazing week. I've got someone special here with me today. Today, I'm interviewing Rebecca Lynn Pope, who is a well-known life and love coach who trains, leads, and certifies coaches. Her clients, her scholars, her members, her followers from all around the world really do depend on her for advice and guidance in living abundantly on the daily. And today we have got her all to ourselves. So guys, seriously, I need to prepare you because Rebecca's about to take you to church because all she speaks (laughs) is the truth. Rebecca, welcome to the show. And again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Isabella. What a a wonderful intro. (laughs) I feel like, like, she comes to the stage. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, I mean, I've started, I started strong now, so we've got to continue, you know, that's That's how I, that's how I started. You really put the pressure on. (laughs) Exactly. I start, you know, I I put to a high stance and we can, we can't drop from there. That's right. We got to go hard. So as I said that, I really do believe that you speak solely the truth on things. And a topic which I'm really passionate about is people living with this external success Mm -hmm. and internally they are feeling like a complete failure. They're feeling unfulfilled. And I know that you share this in a way of it being like a public success versus a private failure. And I would love for you to share your knowledge on that on a deeper level so we can really dive into it more. I mean, I could preach on this. I mean, this, this subject is really close to my heart, Isabella, because I believe that we are in a season where God is doing some amazing things with leaders and and it's not conventional leadership. God is working through people who others would look at and consider to be very unconventional, very non-traditional for who God is working through and who God is using. Uh, Social media and technology has given people a platform to be able to reach people. And in it's elevating the, the rebels, it's elevating people who have a voice, who have a vision, who are hearing from God in a very close and intimate way in relationship with God. And, and what I love about this is that it's a changing of the guard, Isabella. It is, it's a time for youth. It's a time for new generations to come in and begin to do things in a new way. And what I love about this is that Millennials and Gen Xers are really coming in from a very authentic place. And this is what I really love about, uh, this is what I love about social media is that we find that 
Whereas there are a lot of people who are, you know, keeping up appearances and doing it for the gram and, you know, and it's all about who's the prettiest and who has the best everything and, and trying to, to create that image. We do have a demographic of leadership that is leading from the heart, leading from a place of truth. That's a, and I consider that to be more of a fairly newer movement, Isabella, um, because what's happened is that the old model for broken leadership. And when I say broken, what I mean by that is that in our previous generations, my parents, my grandparents, Isabella, you know, your parents, grandparents, great grandparents, there was this model put forth that said, you know, look at us, we've got it all figured out and they're smiling publicly and, and they know all the right words to say and they know how to look, but behind closed doors, they're crying their self to sleep at night because they're struggling, they're suffering, they're suffering personally, they're suffering spiritually and emotionally. And it's time now because it is not God's will for any of us to be suffering and to be to be unhappy. And so the times where people have been able to come on, write books, you know, go on videos and encourage and and then they go home and they're miserable. No, that is not God's will. And it's like you I mentioned it in a, in a lot of my videos, I talk about how the time for being a public success and a private failure is over. It is now time for healed, whole, healthy, happy leadership. I love the way you distinguish between that. And it's true. Leadership is definitely changing. And just as social media can be used in a negative way, it is also being used in a really positive way. And I think that others can really see an insight into others' lives a lot more and for them to be able to go behind the scenes of other people's lives. But at the end of the day, people are still only sharing and showing what they want to be perceived as. So with actually stepping up and being a leader, how do you continue to be real, raw, and transparent while still holding the position as a leader and not just using social media as some sort of therapy? So here's what I do. I will, I wait until I've processed through whatever I'm struggling with, Isabella. Like, you know, I may not be all the way through it. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of turning the bin on it, you know, turning the, the corner on it a little bit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And as I'm in that place of getting insight and awareness and I'm, I'm analyzing myself and God is, is speaking to me and showing me and, and what I have to change and what's going on. That's when I'll go and do a video and I'll share. And that's in that most transparent, like authentic you know, kind of vulnerable moment where you're, I wouldn't say most vulnerable because you're not the the crying blob, right? On the floor, <laughs> you, you've picked yourself up. So you're like, okay, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not bawling right now and, and just not in tears. However, you go on the video and now you're sharing, listen, this is what I've really been going through this last, you know, two months. And this is what I was feeling. And this is what's you know, my, this is what I became aware of. This was my test. This was my lesson through this. And this is what I'm doing currently. You know, this is what I'm changing. This is what God showed me how to change. And these are the steps I'm taking to change. 
that's leadership. That's authentic, vulnerable leadership. It doesn't mean that we have to go on and turn on the camera and we have to be crying our eyes out and we look crazy. You know what I mean, Isabella? But, but I've been known to cry in a video now. You know, I will cry. I will let my emotions show, especially if I'm, you know, really feeling something strongly. And there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I saw my brand and my companies go to the next level when I really began to get real on camera, like just put it out there. Yeah, I think it's really important what you said about going through it. And then once you are through it, then being able to share what the journey was like. And of course, a journey is always continuing. And I think that as leaders, we also have to be careful because sometimes we can get to the next stage in our journey and then forget to share what we actually went through and who we became in the process in order to get to where we are today. And we are always in the process of becoming. All of us are a work in progress. By, until the day we take our last breath and leave this, this earth, we are a work in progress. And so what I did years ago is I just, I kind of just chucked it. I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to be me, flaws and all. And if you don't like it, because what I learned, especially about social media, Isabella, is that people, I could go on and say something one day on YouTube and half the people will think I'm a genius, Isabella. Like, oh my God, Rebecca is like the second coming, you know, of God. She's amazing. She is, oh my God, God is speaking to her to me. She is just the most amazing woman. I love her to pieces. And they're asking where they could send money just to give, to gift me with money because they're just, you know, think I'm amazing. And then the other half of the people watching the exact same video would be like, oh my God, she's horrible. She's a witch. She's, you know, misleading God's people. She's, you know, I mean, people will call you such evil, horrible things on social media behind, you know, that anonymity of that keyboard. You know, people are very bold. And I, and, and I finally got to that point where I realized I was like, no matter what you do, you're going to please half the people and you're going to piss off the other half. And so guess what? You might as well just be you. You might as well do whatever you want, say what you want, be authentic, be honest, be real, because you're never gonna please everyone anyway. Right, and I've definitely experienced that myself. And what I realized was if I could stand in my truth and I could stand by what I was saying, then that's what felt free to me. And it wasn't about pleasing anyone anymore. It was really about pleasing myself and delivering to the world what I actually had inside to actually share. And I want to shift the direction of this conversation slightly, because as women, we can do a lot of people pleasing, especially in relationships. And there is 
a difference between being the perfect partner and wanting to please the other partner than being a purpose partner. And when you're a purpose partner, you are living out your truth. You're living out your dreams. You're living out your desires at the same time as your man doing his own thing as well. And you both supporting each other along the way. But what I see when I speak to women is that there can be this pleasing mentality of having to be there to support their man and their priorities come first. How do you think that's changing in society and playing out today? Well, I think especially for your listeners who are in that demographic of having a very successful partner and they have found that they have kind of fallen back, right? In order to support, they've taken on a supportive role to their partner. By the Mm -hmm. way, nothing wrong with that. However, it's 2020, right? Like we, it's not an either or situation anymore. It's not like either you are a supportive partner or wife, or you're a successful woman and pursuing your own dreams and making money or starting companies or whatever, creating art or whatever it is you you're driven or passionate to do. It's not either or anymore. It Mm -hmm. is now. And, or if it's what you want to do, it's what, what are the, the desires of your heart? And what I think Um, you know, to be honest, this hasn't been modeled well by our previous generations of mothers and grandmothers, Isabella. Yeah. They very much treated it like either or, right? They, they sacrificed themselves on the altar of motherhood and marriage, a lot of them. And even the ones that had careers and worked were still sacrificing themselves and not having you know, an equitable division of labor in their partnerships um, where they are, it's all coming at a great cost, right? Where you're taking care of the children, the home and pursuing your passions and your dreams or your career as well, which a lot of women now find themselves in, which is a very interesting topic around feminism and, you know, women's lib. Um, But I think that what's really crucial and what's really important to understand is that human psychology does not serve people pleasers very well. That if you can, if, if you find yourself in life doing everything for everyone else, I guarantee you that a lot of the time you're feeling very unappreciated you're feeling like you've created entitled monsters, husband, boyfriend, children included, and you are consistently taken for granted. And the reason that is, is because human psychology, we value what we are required to value. Oh, I've definitely experienced that from watching my mom and dad's relationship, and then even bringing it into my relationship. You know, I watched my mom 
please everyone else. And it felt like it never pleased her. And I always felt that she actually was unappreciated on so many different levels. You know, I love my mom so much. She is so amazing. And I always felt like, oh, you deserve more. But you have to start living out your truth. And until you actually voice what you want and until you voice your your own needs and you voice your own desires, then that isn't gonna change. And that's why I saw my relationship with Kenji. When I first got with Kenji, I was definitely pleasing him in so many different ways. I was trying to be the most perfect partner. And you're right, I did create this entitled person that everything that he wanted, it was like that he should get straight away. And I had to go and do it for him. And I really took that role upon myself. And then when I started to become conscious of what I was doing and become conscious that I felt unappreciated and I was not feeling the way that I wanted to feel. And I really forgot who I was um, and what I did have to bring to the world. I started to step up and I started to speak up and I started to voice my desires, voice my wants, voice my needs. And it really did change a lot of things. Do you believe that the way society is going, that there is now also an expectation to be the woman who has the kids, is the perfect mom, is the perfect partner, also going after her own dreams and desires as well? I I believe so. I hear both directions. I'll hear women say, well, Rebecca, you're so gung-ho about women in business and entrepreneurship and secure in the bag for yourself. Forget about just waiting on a man. And and I really am. I I really am. And and then I'll hear some women say, well, Rebecca, what if I don't want that? What if I'm happy with my, my job or my career and I don't want to own a business and I don't want to you know, be an entrepreneur. And that's fine too. Listen, it's 2020. Do you boo, right? (laughs) Like, like whatever makes you happy, that is the the key point. And to go back to something you you touched on, I wanted to share this with you because I I think this is really pertinent. Um, I found myself, I'm, I'm, I've only been married for four years and we are, we were both divorcees. So we're both remarried. And in my new marriage, Isabella, I found myself in the first couple of years um, exhibiting some behavior where I was falling back into that traditional mold, trying to be the perfect support wife, mother, and I was kind of falling back from my own endeavors, if that makes sense, kind of just backing off a little bit. And I'll never forget, my marriage started to not do very well. And, and I had to stop and evaluate and really look at my own behavior. And I realized just like what you'd mentioned, that history repeats itself, right? And I had to admit to myself that I was mimicking my mother in my marriage. And that I had mimicked her in my previous marriage as well. And 
so not only was my some of my behavior the cause of those issues in my first marriage, they were also the cause of the issues in my new marriage. And I had to and I had to stop and evaluate, just like you looked at your mother and you said, she's not happy, not deep down inside. She's not happy. I had to stop and, and really analyze my mother, her behavior, her positioning on things, her choices in life. And I had to admit to myself whether or not I wanted her life. And mm-hmm. when, I, when I realized I love my mother to pieces, she was my best friend. She's passed away now, but I love, I mean, my mother was just my everything, Isabella. But did I want her life? Did I want her results? Did I want her marriage? Did I want, you know, her dynamic? Was, was she happy? Was she fulfilled? Did she pursue purpose? Did she do what made her feel good. And I really had to be honest and say, I did not want my mom's life. I did not want to be like my mom. And when that realization, that awareness hit me, which is honestly not easy, Isabella, because we love our role models. We love our parents. We love, you know what I'm saying? We tend to look up to certain people and it's not always easy to analyze them and to really say, I don't want to do things like them. I don't want their results in this area of life. And when I did that, it really was like a paradigm shift in my life. I began to make different choices. And that took me through a series of choices, even in my marriage that created uh, more connection, more honesty. I got back to being really Rebecca authentically, which, you know, I'm a business beast. I love business. I love empowerment. And, and I literally hit the ground running and went back to work. And, and everything now is, is fabulous in my marriage, in my life, in my businesses. Everything's great. But I had to get honest. Now, before we move further into this episode, I wanted to share with you that the doors to my brand new program, the Trophy Life Academy, are now open. I know, exciting times. This is a six months coaching and mentoring program for women with successful partners who are ready to prioritize themselves and their own entrepreneurial goals. The Trophy Life Academy is going to support you in successfully stepping into your power, scaling your business to 10K months, and taking your relationships to new heights. I mean, who doesn't want that? You're going to be receiving high-level coaching and mentoring from me, myself, and I, lifetime access to a membership suite, which is full of all things that you're going to need to get yourself to where you want to be. It is split into three departments, reality, riches, and relationships. As well as all of this good stuff, you're going to have access to a private community where you'll be able to ask your further questions and gain feedback from myself and the team in between your coaching calls. Now, inside of this community, you're also going to be able to connect with other incredible trophy lifers from around the world. So we got to make sure that inside this program, there are only women that are fully going for it. In order to learn more about the Trophy Life Academy and to see if it is for you, I invite you to book in a call with me at www.isabellalevy.com forward slash talk. From there, we're going to be able to get you booked in with a call and see if the program is a perfect fit for you. And I think more women have to be honest with what their wants are and what their desires are and what their needs are as well, rather than settling, rather than feeling like it's high maintenance or feeling that you are deserving of something. The truth is you're deserving of everything and you have to remember who you are. And Rebecca, I loved what you shared in terms of when you got into your new marriage, 
you felt like you slipped into a way of living that was role model to you. And you had to get honest with yourself, remember who Rebecca is, remember the drive, remember the termination, remember the business mentality that fueled and fulfilled her. And once you started to continue on that journey of what really fulfills you, it then had such a positive impact on your life. But things could have been different if you just settled and even though it may have looked pretty comfortable on the outside, I'm pretty sure it would have felt so uncomfortable on the inside because it does if you're not living out your purpose. So what would you share to the women who are really feeling that they have this soul's calling and they want to move forward with it and it may shift the dynamic of their current relationship? I, I wrote about this in uh, one of my books in, um, on love and dating, and I talk about redefining modern marriage. And I think that it starts there, redefining modern relationships in marriage, because what's key, and especially for uh, your listeners, Isabella, is that, so you're married to this superstar, you're married to this 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 man, or you're in a partnership with this man who's doing very well. Okay, wonderful. However, life is not constant. Things are always changing, right? And so it's, I think instead of thinking of yourselves as, oh, um, I'm the support to this person, or I am, uh, I don't want to say dependent, right? But in other words, the, the mentality that is work, going to work well for 2020 and going forward is one word partnership, partnership, because partnership is what's going to kind of get you off your butt, right? And say, I don't have to do these things, but some of the best marriages, especially when you have a very high achieving, let's just say one partner is very high achieving and doing very well. Well, that now at that point, your spouse can actually begin to do things that are going to actually even take things to the next level, right? Some of the very best marriages um, that I've witnessed, including my own, is where there's a partnership and a synergy where you're actually now making sure that we are, we're creating larger goals beyond just where we're at right now. Because like you're mentioning it with sports, it's a very short career, right? So what are we going to do after this? What are the investments? What am I managing investment property? Am I managing real estate? Am I looking towards my own business to where this is going to supplement what we're doing, right? Or are there dreams that we have together beyond the career, the, the sports career, that we can actually be planning this stuff now? Because like you're mentioning, if you get caught up in just right now, now can change on a dime. And you could find yourself in a really bad situation when you've been too comfortable, you know, thinking this is going to last and this won't end. And the other, the other point of this also is, is I, I know most of your listeners are going to be women, is that men respect women who have got initiative, who have got ideas, who have got things going on for themselves. Men of course, they love you. Of course, you know, there, there's a reason that they committed to you. There's a reason they married you. 
However, just based on like male psychology, you are infinitely more interesting when you have your own endeavors, when you have things going on for yourself, even if that is on a part-time basis, right? It's literally proven that men find women who are interested in things other than them, they find those women very interesting. I mean, it's pretty easy. When you live out your truth and you're doing what makes you happy, it's only gonna have a positive impact in the other areas of your life. I know that that's definitely true for me when I made the decision to go after my dreams and set up my business and set my goals. Kenji definitely thought I was crazy and he for sure had his reservations about it, but he always supported me and he always believed in me. And in turn, it made him believe in himself more because he saw what I was doing and he saw what I was making possible in such a short space of time. And it empowered him to step up. And in his own words, he says, it challenged me to grow more because I knew that you were growing. So I needed to make sure that I was on that level and I was growing too. And it's something that we consistently speak about challenging each other, supporting each other, and really allowing each other to grow individually and in the relationship as well. And I think setting your individual goals is important, but also setting your goals as a partnership as well. What do you want for your life? What are the goals for your life? What do you want for your children? And really setting that out is important from the get-go. And I want to just circle back round to what you said about things can really change in an instant. We never know what's going to happen. And if people sit back and get too comfortable and think that things are never going to end, especially in the world of athletes, then they're honestly living in a fantasy. Because if you look ahead of time and you look what everyone that is now retired from being an athlete, they always say, I really wish that I would have done something in the moments where I had the opportunities and I had the space and I had the time. And that is something that I just want to bring to the women of today, making sure that we're doing and we're making the most out of the time that we have got and we're taking advantage of every single opportunity and especially the advantage that we are actually living in as well. So Rebecca, what would you say to the woman who has been then dependent on her partner and is really looking to move forward with maybe her entrepreneurial journey or even take her business to the next level or wants to start speaking about the partnership goals and she's never really voiced it before. This is a confidence issue, Isabella. And a lot of women will feel they're very confident. I'm, oh, Rebecca, I'm so confident. I'm good. You know, I'll ask women when I first begin to work with them, I'll say, you know, if you had to rate your, yourself on a scale of one to 10, for your self-confidence, what, what would you rate yourself? And they'll, they'll give themselves an eight, nine, 10, right? And then when you start digging into specific areas of life, especially when it comes to relationships, opposite sex partners, uh, you now begin to re and reveal kind of peeling back the layers, right? It's like, they're not quite as confident about themselves with their partner 
or with dating or with the opposite sex or with, you know, um, interacting with people as they first thought. And so what I first would encourage women to do is in very, very small ways, you start expressing yourself. This doesn't have to be about just a specific subject like you want to take on more responsibility or you want to be involved in the money and you want to know what's going on. And you don't even have to start there. You start with very simple things, because what I find is that women sometimes are holding their tongue or not expressing themselves in lots of small ways in order to feel like they're keeping the peace or that they are. Uh, making others happy or that people pleasing aspect. Right. And so if you'll just begin to voice your opinion more, well, I'd like to go to this restaurant tonight. I really don't have a taste for that restaurant. Or I would like to, to go here on vacation instead of the other place. Start expressing your truest desires. And, and the, one of the ways I like to say this is be honest, just be honest. Because the truth is you're already thinking your truth. You're already in your mind. You already know what you like. You know what you want. You just go against that and don't speak that to people around you. You don't exert your own desires. You don't ask for what you want. And so if you can just begin to do this in very small ways, and if this helps some of your listeners, Isabella, here's, and I'll kind of push it to you a little bit. When you're not being honest about what you really think and how you really feel, you're really lying. You're not showing up authentically. You're not living your truth. If you're not speaking your mind and sharing your real thoughts and feelings with those around you, you're not really being your truest self and you're lying. But then we wonder why we start, we get the results of that. In other words, if you don't express your desires and express what you really want in life, other people will make those choices for you by default, but then you will feel upset because you don't have a life that you truly desire. Ah, I told you, Rebecca is going to take us to church. Rebecca (laughs) takes us to church. So once the woman has started to express the desires and by the way I loved how you said just start doing it in different and little ways I really loved how you said that by the way when a woman is starting to express her desires that's one thing and then when she starts to take action on her desires and starts granting herself her own permission to actually do so of course there can be some changes um in in the relationship not just even in the romantic relationship just in in all relationships Mm -hmm. and in that position the woman has started to change her own rules in terms of what her boundaries are and what she needs to do in order to get her to where she needs to be. And that can be new to her partner because, you know, inside she starts to express all her desires when he's not used to her doing so. <laughs> no. And, right. So My from- husband hated it. <laughs> They're Same. not going to like it, girls. 
The men are not going to like this. My husband would literally, I'll never forget at one point, Isabella, he looked at me and he was like, what is going on with you? Like, who are you? What happened to my sweet little wife? And I was like, look, I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. It's not working. We're not making money. We're not kicking it. You know, we're not, we're not killing it. This is not the life that I signed up for. Like we, you know, some things got to change around here, partner. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like the conversation we had. And he was like, oh my God, you know, like what in the hell, excuse my language, you know, is going on because my wife is just come in and like kick the door down, you know? And, but listen, listen, girls, and I need you to hear me on this. When you really start putting these changes into action, they're not going to like it. They're they're really not always going to like it. They may even push back. My husband tried to push back at me. He tried to get me to stop. He didn't like it. Because here's the other thing. God changes men through women. Ooh. Now, this is a double-edged sword. We don't often like it because we feel like it takes us initiating change to get our man to transform and level up. However, that's the way God orchestrated it. It's like they say behind every great man is a great woman, right? I've, I have seen this a thousand times over, even in my own marriage, The more I push my husband, the more I push, the more it pushes him. Then, and it's like this synergy. And my husband makes three times as much money now as he did when I first met him. And that is a direct effect of our partnership, of that iron sharpening iron, that accountability, that push, right? That if he didn't have me in his life, he wouldn't be making three times as much money. Because he would just be doing whatever he's doing and be like, this is good. Because he was doing fine, right? Like they're they're doing good. But there's a difference between good and great. And I'm definitely only here for great. And I know that the women listening to this podcast are only here for greatness as well. You know, I remember when I started to share my vision with Kenji and I started to share my goals and what I'd achieved. It also allowed him to see things in a different way and start to see what was possible outside of the football world. Like I never knew that I was going to be able to earn the same as a professional footballer did. And I remember sitting down with Kenji and saying, hey, I really see a gap in the market here. I said, you should start a business. And the fact that he is now building his own business alongside his career as a professional athlete, like that's not common in this world, but he has been able to see what was possible for me. He's been able to trust my vision and I've been able to trust what his vision is. And we've been able to put that together and we've been able to really both go to new heights in many different ways. Totally worth it. And girls, take the limits off. Take the limits off. Help your your man to take the limits off his own mind. He may be this world-renowned, wonderful, exciting, celebrated, you know, athlete or so successful at different things that he's doing, but there's always a next level. 
And it's like Beyonce says, let me upgrade you. Right. Like that is your role as the woman in your man's life. God did not give you to him to just be arm candy or to be a trophy. You are instrumental. It's we are so instrumental in their destiny, in their calling, in their their wealth. We are instrumental in every area of a man's life. And if you don't believe it, you, you know, look at examples like Michelle Obama. Right. Like Barack Obama would not have been president of the United States without Michelle Obama. He would not have been literally Barack Obama without Michelle Obama. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, we have to realize we have got to take the limits off. And and here's the other thing, girls, show them better than you can tell them. I'll never forget when I made that transition in that first couple years of our marriage, Isabella, I literally... My husband, he didn't necessarily believe in me. He didn't really know who he had married. You know, we were a little older, which is our second marriages, you know. So he's he's marrying me, but he's looking at me like, okay, you know, this sounds good. What are you, you know, I hear what you say you're going to do, but we'll see. That was, he didn't say that, but that was kind of like his mentality. I literally hit the ground running, wrote that next book, Ended up speaking um, at the Potter's House at Megafest with Bishop T.D. Jakes down in Texas. Ended up like next level, like things just going viral. And he's sitting there like, oh my God, like I, she's really doing it. She's really doing exactly. And so sometimes girls, there's nothing better than proof. Sometimes you don't have to do a lot of talking, just get to work show them, prove it to them. And that is what's going to really, because men are about visual and and physical proof of things. They, you got to prove it to men. It's men aren't about a lot of talking. So get to work and prove him, show it to him that you can do it and that you mean business. Absolutely. So let's just stop talking about the ideas that we have. Start implementing them. Stop talking about what you want to do and what you could do. No one's going to hand it to you on a plate. Make sure you go out there and get it for yourself. Rebecca, where can my audience find more of you? I know that they're going to be listening to you every single morning with your prayers. Share with them where they can find you. I am Rebecca Lynn Pope, and I'm literally the only Rebecca Lynn Pope in the whole world, Isabella. That's something I realized when I got married. My name was was unique. And so you just go on Google and you put in Rebecca Lynn Pope. I will come up on all the social media platforms. You can find me anywhere by just putting my name into any search engine. That does not surprise me at all, by the way. (laughs) Your name's just a complete reflection of you. Right. I love it. When I realized that after I got married, I was like, oh, score. This is wonderful from a branding perspective. I'm the only one. This makes it very easy. I love it. So as I said, guys, please do go ahead, check out Rebecca. As you've heard on this podcast, she's just full of absolute goals. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Isabella, for having me.